Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. We are back for another week in a row. We, we told you. Yes. We freaking told you. We said that if you submitted questions, that we would genuinely release more podcasts. And look at us. True to our word. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah, but you guys have gone cold in the DMs, so <laughs> back to once yeah, a month. we need more. We need yeah, more ideas. Um. Some stuff has happened since we last talked. The Super Bowl was yesterday. Yeah, it sucked, honestly. <laughs> it really did. Um, it felt very strongly like the NFL had a vested interest in Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I'm not a professional football player, nor do I play one on TV. However, did play football for majority of my life. Um, you know, and I wasn't wasn't the best, but I wasn't bad. <laughs> I know what a defensive holding looks like, and oh. I don't think it looks like that, if I'm just being totally honest. And so that was the game gift-wrapped uh, yeah. to the to the Kansas City Chiefs. But, hey, let's be honest. It's Kansas City. They need something to live for. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Rip. I'm kidding. To all. I actually have a bunch of friends who are amazing who are from Kansas City. So – and Kansas City is actually way doper. Now I'm backtracking, but it's way doper <laughs> than you would think. Um, I've been I've to Kansas never City. Been there or it's, Philadelphia. Kansas so. City is really cool. Philly is a little grimy, but <laughs> really cool. I love. I'm an East Coast city person. My wife okay. is a West Coast city person, um, and Kansas City is a Midwest city person. Uh, it's it's the joys of both. <laughs> Or none of both. I genuinely don't know what call you're talking about. because It's the one that cost the yeah, Eagles the game. I was talking to your wife. I was not paying attention to the yeah, game. Yeah. Well, anyway. But sad. Congratulations, Kansas City. Um, yeah. I feel like you guys got gift wrapped to Super Bowl. But, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had more opinions on this. I was just there for the halftime show. And I was... Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, thoroughly disappointed with that, too, but we don't need to get into that. I thought it was good. Way classier than I was anticipating yes, Rihanna to be. That's true. And not that Rihanna's not classy by any means, but I feel like some artists take the Super Bowl as an opportunity to, like, make a giant statement. Yeah. Sometimes by exposing themselves <laughs> nakedly. I think that's the scientific term for it. Um I felt like Rihanna was just like, hey, I'm a good artist, and yeah. I'm just going to kind of do my songs. Right. And I was like, I dig that. Like, I appreciate that. Right. I think I, like, had, I didn't realize. I'm like, dang, she's been around for a while, and she's had a lot of hits. She has. It, right. That, yeah, Rihanna's been gone, and I forgot she came out with some bangers. Yeah. And she just reminded us all. I just wish Last there was night. more like lighting and I wanted more guests. She was wanted... floating though. She was floating. Yeah. That's true. It did. I've, there's, I've seen a bunch of memes of, uh, oh my gosh, it's a video game. Um, 
I can't remember it for the life of me, but it's like Mario characters that like fight each other and it looked exactly <laughs> like that. Really? Yeah. I saw one of when she had like that big red coat on and it was like me when I carry my comforter out to the couch <laughs> and that got me real good. Yeah, no, but dude, props to her. I thought it was good. I did. I didn't know what to expect because Super Bowls can either be really cheesy yeah. and really just like cringy or just inappropriate and people trying to like make statements and i felt like she was just like i'm a good artist and so i'm just gonna do what i do and i was like okay respect yeah respect i I get behind that right so well if you're a chiefs fan congratulations to you for your super bowl win for your win enjoy (laughs) it that apparently roger goodell wanted it for you (laughs) and you got it so there you go um next podcast will be is the nfl fixed yeah Um, seriously (laughs) but for this week uh we actually had this question submitted on social media wait real quick before we dive in here we go we have one more nfl thing not not enough. <laughs> we officially were able to do a podcast with one of yes. our first very amazing and incredible guests. Um, we've t- we've kind of been talking up over the past couple of weeks, like hyping up some guests. We had we had officially recorded. They were amazing. They're incredible. I I would say friend of the podcast now. Yeah. Um, and we are going to be releasing that next week. So be on, the lookout. be on the lookout for that. Make sure Monday morning, Monday evening, I forget when we release this, um, be on the lookout and we're going to be posting about it a ton on social. So, you know, but really, really cool opportunity, amazing guest, amazing person. Um, and we will be dropping that next week. So be on the lookout. Yeah. All right. This week, what do we got? We got this question submitted on social media. Um, I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, I feel like I go in waves of being high up in faith and then low in faith. What can I do when I'm in the low point in my faith to make sure that I don't leave? And so this podcast, we just were like, wow, this is a great question. I um, feel like it's relatable. I feel like maybe there's other young adults out there that are feeling the same thing. And so we're like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this idea of like your faith kind of dipping low and having really high mountaintop moments and maybe those ebbs and flows of faith. Um, and so that's where we're going to be going this podcast. Um, and so let's just start this out. I feel like just to free up this whole idea. Um, is it normal to go through ebbs and flows of your faith? Yeah, I think it's pretty normal. I think everybody has moments where they go through highs and lows of faith. What What's interesting is how do I make sure I go basically get through the low points so I don't leave? Mm-hmm. Um, that... That is a a very interesting statement Um, because I think there's like a difference between ebbs and flows in faith and then being convinced of something and not convinced of something. Right. I think when you have ebbs and flows in faith, you are convinced of something, but you just have moments where you're more passionate and then more apathetic but I don't think leaving is necessarily like an option because you've mm-hmm. been convinced, you've been persuaded, you've been captured um, in a good way. <laughs> you're, you're, you've been held hostage. Um, no, you've 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 been captivated. Maybe is a better a better way, um, and in a way that's affected you and marked you to where you can't go back. Um, 
Yeah. When you're at a low point and you're considering leaving, to me that that is a statement of I have yet to be convinced. Yeah. And so there's other options out there for me mm-hmm. that I might consider exploring. Um, but do I think that it's normal for a Christian or a non-believer to have ebbs and flows within their faith? Like maybe somebody who's checking out Christianity and feels super convinced of it and then maybe has some questions and not so convinced or a follower of Jesus who feels super passionate and not passionate. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very, very normal part of like the faith process, growing in faith, um, maturing in faith weirdly. And I think that, uh, yeah, that's a hundred percent normal. Right. What about you? Definitely. Like perspective wise, like there's definitely times where I feel like it's easier, you know, and then times where it's harder. Yeah. And that's just based on like, how sometimes as selfish as it sounds, it's based on like how good things are going or how difficult, like what kind of season you might be in. Yeah. Um, which is just natural. And I think the Bible actually has so much, um, hope in it about like our faith specifically about what we can do. And like, that's almost to be expected, um, of that. Like you will go through trial, you will face certain things and there will be times where you need to, to lean on the faith of others or maybe look to Jesus or look at God's track record, all these things um, that the Bible like instructs us to do. I think when we have those like ebbs and flows of faith. Um, And so I think it is normal. I think, yeah, that that whole to make sure I don't leave um, what you said about like being convinced of something like your faith ebbing and flowing and then you needing to like actually be like fully convinced might be two different things. Um, And so, like, part of the, like, like, when you put your faith and your hope in Jesus, like, that's, like, a sure thing, right? Like, that's looking to um, being convinced that, like, I am convinced Jesus who is who he says he is and that I'm going to, like, stake my life on this, right? And that's just part of Christianity is just, like, having faith, right? Like, having faith that... Jesus died on a cross and that he is like the hope of the world and he is the answer to life and that like what he brings is like so much better than anything else. And so that's just part of being a Christian. Um, And I think sometimes it can be hard because it can feel like we're just supposed to like blindly trust these things and just be convinced and like not ask questions like you said, like just be like, well, this is it. It's yeah. my faith. Like, I'm just going to trust it. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to look any further because I don't need to, right? But I think that's like a, a misconception almost. Um, yeah. And so what what do you feel about that, about like how faith isn't actually just like blind optimism or blind like it's not shallow, Yes. Yeah. No, faith is a weird thing. I think that, I mean, we exercise faith as non-Christians and just all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I do think that, like, you can never know enough to have faith. Mm-hmm. You can never learn enough to have faith. Um, you can never even experience enough to have faith. Faith, like, has to come from this place of, like, pure conviction, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, 
faith is like a weird thing because I think that we exercise faith in our day to day, but obviously like a spiritual faith, uh, faith in Jesus is very different. Um, I think a lot of people approach faith in the essence of like, if I know enough, um, if I experience enough, if, if enough facts line up for me to intellectually agree, but faith sort of ascends all of that. Faith is sort of what taps into that eternal in our heart that we all know is there but can't really put our fingers on. It's faith, faith kind of is in that same realm of why we all like cry at a funeral, why death feels so weird because we weren't made for it. Like yeah. faith kind of lives in that same realm to where whether we, whether we can mentally ascend to it or not, we know our soul knows that like when somebody dies, it feels wrong, right. you know. Um, and faith kind of lives in that area to where if you if you can be convinced by a book or by a sermon mm-hmm. or by a person, then you can you can lose that like you can be unconvinced. What is it <laughs> like? Whatever that word is, by that same mode by right. by another book by another person. Um, and so yeah, like Hebrews eleven one talks about faith being an assurance of things we hope for, but then it uses this word a conviction of mm. things not seen. And I think there's just a point in your life where you meet the Holy Spirit, you meet Jesus, you meet this real person who is a person, he's not a spirit, he's like a a risen person the way that we will be one day, who's ascended into heaven, you meet him, and there's no facts, although there are, but no, there's no facts that can convince you or unconvince you, there's no teaching or theology or deconstructed like deconstructed atheist agnostic that can talk you out of it, you have been convinced and have a conviction Mm -hmm. of something. Um, And I think that is different than do I believe in Jesus or not? And so I think like for the duration and the rest of this podcast, I think I want to talk to that angle of Mm -hmm. to the person who has a conviction of Jesus. Right. Because I think it's a whole nother podcast. Not not because I think... If you're if you're listening to this and you're wrestling with do I even believe in Jesus or not, that's a whole different conversation. And I think to try to have this live in that same realm of a salvific faith versus um, uh, like a walking out lifelong faith, I think that could get confusing and blurred. I think yeah. they're two totally different conversations. So for this, I'm gonna assume for the for the rest of this conversation. That the person who maybe wrote this in believes in Jesus, has a conviction of Jesus, right. um, and they get frustrated when they feel super passionate about faith and Jesus and church, and maybe they're they're living in a way that honors God and they're on fire, mm-hmm. and then a week, two weeks, a month, whatever goes by, and then they're maybe living in sin and they feel like. Um, apathetic towards church or the things of God. Why why does it feel like this roller coaster? I think that for this conversation yeah. is kind of where we'll dial in. And then I think if we want to have another conversation, which I think would be helpful about being convinced of the person of Jesus, I think right. that... So anyway, for the sake of clarity and for the sake of time, <laughs> I think those are two different conversations. Like, how do I how do I make sure I don't leave Jesus? Well, for me, that's like I don't. You have to be convinced of who Jesus is first. Yeah. Um. But I think if you're convinced of who Jesus is, how do I deal with these moments where my faith is super high and then super low, where right. I, you know, and I feel just totally apathetic towards trying to honor God with my body, mm-hmm. my thoughts, my finances, whatever. And then there's times where I would like donate my house if somebody asked me, <laughs> like you know. 
So yeah, um, we'll kind of go more in that direction. Yeah, that's great. I guess just for the sake of clarity. Mm-hmm. So that sounds great, right? Yeah. Um, and I love what you said about like it's it's based on like a person, like yeah. the personhood of Jesus. Um, and not it's not circumstantial necessarily, but those times when it ebbs and flows, and you feel like you said you're like you have moments where you're like. I'll give all my money away. I'll do this. I'll say yes to anything you say, God. And then other times where you're like really struggling to grasp onto something and feel like maybe things aren't clicking in that way. Um, and so it can be, it can feel like circumstantial in those moments of yeah. feeling like I'm having these questions or I'm having these doubts. Um, and so just like you said, like it's so much more based on like, a, like the person of Jesus. And so for someone who is like, I know this is it. Like, I know Jesus is who he says he is. I know I have faith in that, but I'm really struggling in these moments of feeling these different things, of feeling some doubt when maybe I'm going through a financial struggle or maybe, like, my boyfriend just broke up with me or maybe, like you said, I'm struggling in certain sin or my mental health is lacking. Maybe you got, like, a diagnosis or something or something confusing that you can't, like, make sense of. Um, that sort of person who like feels like in that moment with those certain circumstances, their faith is wavering. What would, um, what would you, what would be like the first thing that you would say to that person that's like, this is, these are the things that are causing my faith to struggle. Like, what can I do about it? Yeah. I mean, first I think life is going to suck. Like that's just the reality of it. Like John 16, 33, Jesus talks about I've told you all these things so that you in this world you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble, mm-hmm. but take heart, I've overcome the world. And we have preached these messages and you've heard these sermons of like, you're an overcomer, you're <laughs> like whatever. But like to be an overcomer, you must overcome things. Yeah. And the things you must overcome, I'm assuming, are not wild financial blessing, perfect bill of health, <laughs> never having a cold. Never having a car breakdown. Right. Like, you know what I mean? To overcome, you kind of got to overcome some crappy things. Right. And so I think like we lit the reality is if one, if your faith is is circumstantial based on mm-hmm. like the season of life you're in or like your car breaking down or not, which, hey, like I've been following Jesus for a long time and I still have moments of like, God, do you see me at all? Like when my yeah. wife's car has a freaking, sounds like a diesel truck right now. <laughs> and we're just like, what is going on? But no, I think that like, I think that like if your faith is anchored to your circumstance, you'll always ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that when that when a bad circumstance comes, if your faith isn't anchor, anchored to a circumstance, you'll just be smiling no matter what. Like, yeah, like you're a human, you're, you're an integrated person. So like your faith mm-hmm. will be affected by your circumstance a little bit. Yeah. But if it's, if it's swinging so far to the point where you're thinking of walking away, then I think you don't understand who Jesus is or the promises that he's like come to offer. Right. Um, cause again, like Jesus comes to offer life and life eternal, which means that you, yes, you can be a pocket of heaven experiencing that eternal type of life in a fractured state here and now mm-hmm. and forever. But that's not a guarantee of your finances. That's not a guarantee of your, your health. Um, you know, heaven is a picture. Eternity is a picture of perfection. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we live in this like hazy sort of middle ground right now as followers of Jesus. And so one, I don't think like your faith should be anchored to your circumstances, but uh, I think that there's just like a lot of things you can do practically and then both understanding spiritually like the journey of faith, the journey of ebbs and flows when it comes to faith. And so if we're just going to get like super practical for a minute, I think if you are if you find that you're very hot and cold during your faith, um, like or, or within like the the process of walking out your faith, I think there's like a lot of very um, practical things you can do. Maybe this is the answer for you, or maybe you're like, none of this matters, and we'll jump into the spiritual things here in a minute. <coughs> but like, let's just get super practical for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you find your faith is inconsistent and it's really high and it's really low, let's just let's just go over some like the elementary things of like what what we can call like soul stewardship. Right. Um, what are you reading? Are you reading your Bible, or are you reading things that might? bring in doubt or insecurity or whatever about your faith? What are you watching? Um, it sounds so stupid, but I, like, I find that I love murder mystery. Like I do. <laughs> I love murder mystery. But you better believe as a 34-year-old man, when I'm watching Criminal Minds right before I go to bed, I double check and make sure my front door is locked. Like, (laughs) why? It's because what I'm intaking is affecting my mentality, like my outlook towards life. Are you watching things that build your faith? Now, I'm also not saying you only have to watch The Chosen, but like, like, are you engaging in things that are going to help you carry on like a, a more steady, consistent faith? I think this is one of the most important things in the world. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Yeah. Are you surrounding yourself with people who are trying to walk a consistent faith walk? Mm-hmm. Or are they doubting? Or are they kind of living like a lukewarm life? Are they like coming to church to meet guys, meet girls, whatever, and then have mm-hmm. zero desire to carry out their faith outside of the four walls of the church? Well, of course your faith will be ebbing and flowing because yeah. you're – you're not you're not all in like you're not you're not doing it for the right reasons in in some ways and so practically what are you reading what are you watching who are you spending time with you I think you can do also do a heart check like how much of a priority is this to you like right. are you making consistent time for God like that's a huge thing I mean we've I don't want to beat a dead horse but we like talk about this all the time like y- you don't grow in a relationship by spending five minutes like with somebody. Mm-hmm. You would never want to marry somebody you only spend 10 minutes a day with or talking to whatever like it doesn't make you feel like a priority. You'd grow in deeper relationship by time and effort and the same goes the same goes for your faith. Mm-hmm. And then too I just think and I think this is a big thing and something I've experienced. Sorry, I'm talking a lot I hear myself. <laughs> um great. but like your mental health. Yeah. Like are you in a season where you're anxious? Well, mm-hmm your faith will probably feel a little more shaky. Like for me, I've, I've battled with depression, um, honestly, probably since like middle school. My faith is not on fire when I'm feeling super depressed, you know? And it's not because I'm questioning, questioning whether Jesus is real or good. It's just my mental health is not in like a strong place. Therefore, like my spirituality might be, my, my, my faith might be, lower because again I'm a holistic person. I'm an integrated human being. Like if my mental health is off, then I'm sure my my spiritual health will be off a little bit as well. And so 
I think those are super practical. I don't know. What do you think if we're just kind of talking like straight up practical, like yeah. very easy? I could I could start assessing this stuff right now, like today. Yeah, this is honestly so much of that's so great. Two things that like really stuck out to me of like that first one. And like you said, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's like, what are you reading? Are you getting in your word, which you hear us say all the time? But yeah, man, it's so important. Um, Tim Mackey, um, a Bible teacher from Bible Project says um, it like this. There's a quote from him that says, like, biblical faith actually looks back in order to look forward. Yeah. And so, like, what are you reading? Are you looking at scriptures and these stories of, like, God's unwavering faithfulness to build your faith? Or are you, like, trying to rely on your current circumstances like we talked about? Because if you're doing that, then, yeah, that's that's going to be really tough. Yeah. But if he talks about, like, looking at God's track record and how, like, our faith can actually actually be based on that. Um, and there's so many stories in the Bible of, of God's faithfulness. And so, yes, like, what are you reading? What are you allowing to like fill your mind? Um, and, and speak to you about, um, God's faithfulness and, and what you believe. Um, and there's, there's so much scripture in there that is also so reassuring about having doubts, right? Like scripture tells us in Hebrews, like we, we can look to Jesus who is actually like the author and the perfecter of our faith. And like, as someone like genuinely, when I'm having seasons of feeling like my, my faith might not be as strong or I'm in a rut or not feeling super hopeful or just having questions, reading a scripture like that of like, Oh, I can actually like look to Jesus and, and receive something from him in my faith. Like those that is the kind of truth and just like availability we have in scripture. And so, um, man, that number one thing is just like, yes, that's like first things first, like get in your word. What are you reading? What are you allowing to fill your mind? Um, and the second thing that you said, said that really stuck out to me was like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like, that's so true. Um, because if we were, just like meant to just like blindly trust God by ourselves. Oh my goodness. That would be like the hardest thing in the world. Like if it was just up to you to be like, I trust this and I'm not going to doubt it. And I'm going to just like follow and believe and trust for the rest of my life and have no one around you to help build you up in that. Like scripture tells us, like it says like, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, like let us run this race with endurance And that's like the point, right? Like we are meant to like run and like follow the life that Jesus has like called us into and invited us into. And part of that, part of that, what makes that possible is doing it with other believers, right? And so it's never been ever been intended to like just be up to you and like, oh, if you're doubting, then too bad. You better figure it out. Like we have an opportunity to have other people like build up our faith. Um, and so, man, it's so huge to like be in a community with other young adults who can like, when you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this idea or like, this is like a question I have that I'm really not sure about. Like maybe, like you said, like maybe you did suffer like a loss and you're like at a funeral and you're like, wow, okay, this is kind of rocking me a little bit. This is shaking me. I don't know to have other believers in your corner who can like speak truth and life and like you can lean on their faith in that moment is huge. And so 
this is going to sound like a plug and it, it is a little bit, but it's not, but it's like, if you aren't in a group, like if you are not in a group, if you are not in a small group, whether you're, I don't know if you're listening to this, you might like live in a different state, um, at your church, maybe you do go to Red Rocks and you're not in a small group at young adults. Like I'm telling you, um, man, what a difference that makes Yeah, to be in a group of people who can just build you up in a season, um, good or bad. Um, it's going to be like a huge difference maker of like who you're surrounding yourself with, um, who you have in your corner at times like this, um, both good times and bad. Cause like you said, like scripture tells us and John, yeah. like in this world, you will have trouble. And so surrounding yourself with people. And I think it'll just, you'll find like when these times come, cause they will, um, they'll just be easier to walk through if you are like clinging to his word and clinging to the people around you that he is like put in your life to like help build your faith. Yeah. Um, and I so. think, I think that like consistent biblical faith isn't sexy. And right. I think we've equated and, and this isn't like a knock against these people, but like Christian influencers, there's a lot that I love um, and that are amazing, amazing people, but we have like somehow like elevated what we imagine consistent faithfulness of following Jesus looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we have these unspoken expectations of like, if I'm following Jesus and my faith is on fire, my life should like look a certain way. Right. But like I have a grandma who loves Jesus, Mm -hmm. like with everything inside of her, whose husband died in a drunk driving accident and left her with three or four children um, by herself. Um, I have she she like got remarried. Um, has never been rich, never been wealthy, not even close. Um, has had strangers live in her house who have robbed her and held her at gunpoint. Um, just to then have another stranger live in her home a couple months later. Um, she's never been asked to preach, never been asked to speak, has a Facebook and, and, (laughs) you know, she'll post some of her political thoughts, but outside (laughs) of that, like doesn't have a follower to her name, Yeah. but every day prays for hours. Like every day is like reading her Bible. Every day is following after Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to like define like, what's the goal here? Yeah. Because that that's the goal. Right. Like for me. It's like she's always having people over to her house to eat. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's always you wanna talk about like faith. Like I mean, I know she's like in the older generation who like doesn't care, but like she is actually doing what the Bible says to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see a stranger, take him in because it could be an angel. Like that's literally her like, <laughs> she's like, maybe it was an angel. I'm like, probably not the one that held you up at gunpoint, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That might be a demon, but like, <laughs> but you know, like having people over, She she's, again, they're not wealthy, but she'll, yeah. she'll spend so much money to make sure there's food on the table for other people. Right. And I think like we have to define what's the target here. Yeah. Like what is what's the reward of consistent faith? Right. Because I'll say this, my grandma has more life than anybody I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like and if if Jesus has come to give life and and consistent faith brings life, she has it. Yeah. And she doesn't have a nice car. She's not in a hoopty, but she doesn't have a nice car. (laughs) 
She doesn't have a, a you know, like she has a decent home, but like she's not balling. Like, right. um, but boy, does she have a story with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's consistent faith. I think we, we talk about these people or we look to these people that have 100,000 people in their church or drive really nice cars or like, I don't know, have these like miracles in their life. And those are great. But I think that's way more momentary. And I think if that's what we're looking to for affirmation of our faith, that'll make our faith hot and cold. Mm -hmm. Man, I think beautiful faith is the everyday mundane consistency that nobody else sees. Um, And again, like a shout out to my grandma. Maybe we'll have her on here one day. Get Betty Sue Um, on the podcast. but, But that's the goal. You know, and so, yeah, like, I mean, one, I think we need to redefine the target. What is the target of our faith? It's to look like Jesus, act like him, Mm -hmm. live in the life he came to offer and offer that life to other people um, to demonstrate that life. Because it's so countercultural to everything we've ever like experienced here. Um, But then, too, I think I think there is like practical things. Okay, like let's redefine the target. Let's get practical. Am I feeding myself in a way metaphorically that's going to lead me to a life of consistent faith? But then I also think one thing, and again, I hear myself talking a lot. um, There is a tension in the Bible, Mm -hmm. like of great men and women of faith who have highs and lows. Like I think of Elijah who like calls down fire on the prophets of Baal and like, you know, does this giant demonstration on a mountain and some queen like says, I'm going to kill you. And he goes out in hiding and wants to commit suicide. Like you literally just saw fire fall from heaven. Right. What I would consider a lifetime high. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in my faith, like I don't see it getting much better than that. And then you are doubting if God's even with you mm-hmm. in like 48 hours. Right. Like What? You know, and like, and so there is this tension all throughout because once again, people are human. I think we idolize these people in the Bible. We uh, we make an idol out of David, an mm-hmm. idol out of Elijah or Abraham or whoever. Like, y'all, they aren't Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus is the goal. Like, not not like whatever. But w- what you said, like about the Tim Mackey thing, what's encouraging is when we look at the Bible, we see real human beings being used by God who are both broken and full of faith, who have both highs and lows. And so mm-hmm. I think like the goal is a steady like tick upward and to the right, like in our faith. I think it would be great if we never fluctuated in our faith, but I think that's just reality. Now, right. how do we minimize that reality and how do we make sure we are like trending up and to the right? Mm-hmm. I think we live in that spiritual tension of of like doubt versus passion. Like what right. are you doubting? Like you know, I think it's I think it's fair in moments where life is tough to be like, God, or do you see me or are you with me? Like that's like a cry of the human soul. Um, but I also think it's like fair to pursue that like passion of like, I'm on fire. I know God's with me. I think you also have to be honest. Like, are you deconstructing your faith or are you examining examining it, looking to build a stronger faith? Right. Like, cause yeah, you'll doubt to the point where you walk away. If mm-hmm. if your only goal is to tear apart like the Bible, the church, like whatever, like yeah, see you later. Like very few people come back from that. And I think there's this like sexiness of like, oh, we have to question everything. And it's like, yeah. 
yeah, okay. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. But we have a culture that idolizes uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And James talks about how you're good for nothing when you do that because you are literally tossed to yeah. and fro by every little thing that, like, comes, comes in the world. Yes. And so yeah. we need to, one, stop making an idol out of asking the questions. Questions come. Like, right. life comes. Like, you can't avoid questions. Um, I think when we, like, make an idol out of that stuff um, and we think that it's somehow intellectually superior um, or somehow, like, yeah. being more honest with our real self. Yeah. Like, no, no, <laughs> be, no. Like, come on. Like, questions come. Life comes. Wrestle when they come. Don't create, like, scenarios for yourself. Um, yeah. And then I think, like, another tension, too, like, we even see, like, literally in books of the Bible, Ecclesiastes versus Hebrews. Hebrews. It's impossible to please God without faith. Ecclesiastes, everything is meaningless. Yeah. What do we do with that? Like, right. you know, like, oh, I think that's just God affirming that we're human mm -hmm. and that we'll have high moments um, where God is looking for us to take wild leaps of faith and we'll have low moments where we're like, God, do you see me? Like, whatever. Like, is there even a point to me like doing this? I think we can take comfort in those ups and downs because the Bible is just like, oh, this isn't new to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing with like our culture and our world and like even the deconstruction movement. I don't know why it's going here. Sorry, but I'm like <laughs> people who like are quote unquote deconstructing. They think this is all so new. Like right. no one's ever that's asked so these true. questions. Yes. I'm brilliant. And it's like, right. bro, these have been the questions. Have, this is the questions that humans have wrestled with since Adam and Eve. Like, right. What? Like, no, you no, this is this is what it means to be human. Yeah. Like you're not novel. Like, <laughs> you know, like read yeah. the, read Ecclesiastes and read Hebrews. Like it is the struggle of the human soul to wrestle with mm -hmm. a good God in a broken world. Right. You know what I mean? Like the goodness of God in moments where you feel like life is like not trending in your direction, like whatever. Like, so I don't know. I, I think there's What's hard is there are definitely practical things you can do and that we touched on earlier to like steady your faith. Mm -hmm. But I also think you have to live in the reality of the tension that faith is always like a dance. Like yeah. like Peter, Jesus, I'll never deny you. Do you know this guy? Never seen him before in my yeah. life. Then, then back on the beach, Peter, do you love me? I do love you. Like, mm. it's this tension of, like, faith of, like, I'm on fire and then I'm not, and I'm on fire and then I'm not. I think, like, where you're anchored matters. Yeah. Peter was anchored in Jesus even when he, like, denied him. You know what I mean? Like, and he and Jesus, like, reinstated him in that. So, anyway, I've been talking for a long time. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> That's so good. It honestly, everything. It's, like, it is just that it's not, like, a problem to be solved, right, of just, like, one day I'll reach this point of having faith and it'll never waver and I'll finally arrive. It's just a tension to be managed on this side of eternity of like walking out like the struggle between a broken world, like you said, and a, and a perfect holy God um, who desires a relationship with us um, and has come to give us life. And so it's a, it's a level of just like you discovering life and you can't go looking for more truth and answers to questions, like you said, um, if you're just going to be looking for it um, in places that are just going to lead you down a path of just more questions, right? Like, if you're looking for truth, man, absolute truth is, is a person. 
Yeah. And if you're looking for truth and just answers, you're going to be thoroughly disappointed. Um, and I, I love what you said of like, there's, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Like these questions have been asked for forever um, and all of eternity. And that at some point it's just being comfortable to sit in the tension of man, like it goes back to Hebrews 11, one, like faith is confidence in what you hope for and a conviction about things unseen. Like, it's we we can't just like cry out to God and be like, man, reveal yourself to me, right? Like yeah. Moses did, and he's like, no, like I can't. It's how nice would that be? And if your if your grandma like was affirmed and like it was an angel, like I bet like she'd be she'd have faith to get her through a lifetime. And even Elijah, who saw fire rain down from heaven, it still like wasn't enough to to like. Heal, convince him. Yeah, to convince him and to like heal his humanness. Yeah, like not even convince, but like to make him never waver. Again. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just a, it's a tension to be managed and not necessarily a problem to be solved until we are like made complete and whole. Yeah. On the other side of eternity. Yeah, I mean, I think that like welcome to the story of humanity and yeah. welcome to the story of the Bible. Right. Like. There is only one fix, and it's Jesus. Like mm-hmm. that's why it says the author and finisher. Yes. Like, like yes. the the writer of the the avenue of the the designer of our faith, and then the only one who can hold it together. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, that's just like if you read the Bible cover to cover, that is the story, and it, mm-hmm. that's why it all points to Jesus because that's the story of. Of life, that's like the the story of like the eternal inside of us is that like we know something's different, uh, something should be different, things should be different, but they're not. Why do we wrestle like that? Why why do we feel like there's more? Because there is. Like yes. that's Jesus. Why why are we broken? Like oh, because like we're sinful and we mm-hmm. need a savior. Like that's that is like the the truth of all truths. Like and so yeah, I just think like one. If I guess let's let's kind of like land the plane here a little bit. Yeah. Um, your faith, going back to the question, I feel like I go in waves of being high up in faith and then low in faith. Honestly, welcome to being human, yeah, and welcome to the journey of like following Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. you are not a bad Christian. You are not like doing this wrong. If anything, you're probably doing it right. And you're probably wrestling through some of the questions, the hard questions of life that the Bible addresses, doesn't shy away from. Mm-hmm. You're you're probably convinced that Jesus is who he says he is, but then why is our world still broken? Why do I still experience what I experience? Like that is the journey of faith. Um, yeah. And so one, I just want to encourage you if you're listening and you're like, sometimes I feel hot and cold, like me too. You know what I mean? Like, same. Um, I wish I, I wish that wasn't the case. Do I think there's ways for you to, like, grow and study your faith? A- absolutely. I think that there's a lot of practical things you can be doing. I think it also is a spiritual tension to be managed. Like, I think that for as long as you have breath, there will be a tension point. Yeah. And I think, like, the days you're on fire, remember them because they're real. Um, they're not they're not like a fake thing. And like the moments where you're wrestling with like doubt or frustration, like there's equally real. And and you see aspects of God 
in both. Um, You can never know God the healer unless you need to be healed, you know? You can never know God my victor, like my banner, unless you've experienced victory, you know? And so there's there's parts of God that while God like didn't design our world to be broken, like sin broke our world. Um, what's crazy is you see the holistic different aspects of God in every season of our of the broken world. Like, you know. So anyway, I, I'm I don't want to be redundant, but that's good. Yeah, that's so good. Um, hopefully, um, we've at least answered your question or made you feel more comfortable um yeah or not or this. we just ranted about stuff that yeah. you didn't even ask about so there you go <laughs> um it's a like we said this could be a million podcasts this is like the whole concepts of christianity is faith and faith in jesus and there's so many levels to that there's many different ways that that ebbs and flows and many different um just things that we could dive into. Um, and so maybe we will, maybe we will do a follow up or if you have more questions, um, that this podcast might have brought up about faith, maybe, um, something else that Connor, I mentioned, definitely, definitely reach out. Um, we'd love to, to talk about this more. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just feeling redundant, but like (laughs) one, if your faith goes and if you have moments of like mm-hmm. highs and lows like I'm super passionate oh I feel apathetic you know not like doubting or walking like I don't know if Jesus really is who he says he is and yeah. and even so like I mean maybe part of being convinced about who Jesus is is having those doubts and examining and seeing that you can actually trust him so I'm not right. trying to discount that I just think that's a different conversation mm-hmm. um I think you're normal I think you're walking out faith the way it was designed to be walked I think you're walking out Christianity the way that it was designed to be walked out. I think if you want more consistent faith, there's a lot of practical things that you can do. I think that, however, no matter how practical and no matter how uh, wisely you walk, it is a tension to be managed. Um, But I think what your faith is anchored to is most important. And I think if your faith is anchored to the person and the work of Jesus, the godliness of Jesus... um, you know, and the Father and the Son and, and Jesus being who he says who he is, um, you'll make it and your faith will grow. You know, like it might dip, but then it'll go higher. And then your next dip won't be as low, if that makes sense. And so, no, I think you're doing, I think you're doing better than you think you're doing. Yeah. I think you're walking uh, down like the right path. I think like life and faith is just a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as long as you're anchored to Jesus, you'll you'll come out the right side, you know. so. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So hopefully that was helpful. If not, you just heard, <laughs> heard me rant for like 35, 40 minutes. So, um, hey, let's remind the people, if you've oh. made it this far, um, yes. send us some DMs, some more things to talk about. But next week, we have an incredible guest. Be looking out for our social media. Be yeah. looking out for the podcast. It is somebody you will not want to miss. You have definitely... If not, like follow that person already. You have at least engaged with their content in some way, shape, right. or form. You've I'm sure someone. you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're just excited for you to get to know them more, um, to hear their story, their heart, their passion. And who knows, maybe there's more podcasts and uh, like, I don't know, collaborations with young adults and this person in the future. But you'll have to tune in next week to see who it is. So, yes. Yeah. And as usual, um, with 
that we'll try and keep adding the guest, the guests and the ideas and the podcast flowing. Um, but like we said at the beginning and we've said throughout this podcast, continue to send us in question, continue maybe to send us ideas of people you'd want to hear from or, um, different topics, ideas, people, whatever it is. We want to hear it. We want to know what you guys would like to hear us talk about um, through this podcast. We're truly here to serve you. We don't just want to get on here and talk (laughs) for no reason. Like We want to hear what you want, you have questions about, and how we can help you walk through this um, these young adult years that can be different and confusing. So reach out, shoot us a DM, um, fill out the form on our website, Come up to us on a Thursday if you're here and give us your thoughts or your ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And as usual, for anything um, Young Adults related, Young Adults podcast related, you can follow us at... Red Rocks YA. (laughs) He's never sure. He's never sure. At Red Rocks YA on Instagram. Um, We post a lot of stuff there, a lot of content for um, the podcast, um, Thursday nights. And if you're in the Denver area... Be sure to join us. We meet every Thursday at 7 p.m. at our Lakewood campus, which is at 5810. I was going to have Connor say the address, but I wasn't confident that he would actually. 5810 West Alameda. I post it all the time. (laughs) Also, uh, we're in a relationship series. You should check it out. This week, guys are at Arvada. Girls are at Lakewood. We're doing like a guys talking, a girls talking. Also, our church just jumped in on Sunday to a relationship series. So if you're in the Denver area, come on Sunday to get double dosed yes. of relationships. Yes. It's been a really great series so far. You can keep up with the past messages that we've had on our relationship series on our YouTube, um, which is just Red Rocks Young Adults. Search it on YouTube. We've had um, some amazing guests that have been a part of this relationship series. So definitely check that out. Um, Join us on a Sunday. We'd love to just see more of you. We'd love to learn your names and just have um, this community through the podcast become uh, smaller and more connected. So reach out, come say hi on a Thursday or Sunday, um, and then give us your ideas. And maybe you might get another podcast for three weeks in a row, or I guess it'll be four after we release. It'll be a month. Look at that. Wow. We're just crushing the game. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Um, We'll be on the lookout for that special release next week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.